When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. A brand new NBA season is nearly upon us, and we are here today on the Board YouTube channel to get you ready for this season. We're going to start off with some questions and some discussion pieces. We get ready for a new season where there is so much up in the air, and then also we will be discussing some futures bets that we do have for you guys. And we have a number of guests that will be joining us, and in just a second here, we'll have Prop Bomb joining us, but we have multiple guests lined up for today's stream prop bomb will be the first guest and then we are going to be going to kirk evan zero from twitter and then we are going as well to props from prime so three guests on the horizon for today and i'm very excited to do that but pips first words heading into the new season um i'm sure you're excited yeah can't wait to start this will potentially be one of the best seasons and most competitive seasons you've ever seen yeah, the props already out on FanDuel, and yeah, it's it's getting started after four months of break, and I just can't wait to to go back in and just yeah, it will be. We great. have a yeah, we have a loaded schedule on the board coming up. We'll talk through our schedule and the final futures bets at the end of the stream, so make sure you guys stick around. But while you're here, make sure to smash that like button and subscribe to the board YouTube channel. Keep up to date with all the content that we have. It's going to be pick and roll five days a week, plus some extra content we're going to reveal a little bit later on. But now we're going to bring in our first guest of the day to talk through some of the biggest NBA stories, and that is at Bomb on Twitter. Thank you so much for joining us on the board YouTube channel today. Uh, how are you feeling ahead of the new season? I'm feeling great. I, I messaged Pips the other night at like 3 in the morning that the props are finally available um Piff said it best man like this is going to be one of the most competitive seasons last night LeBron James and Kevin Durant faced off for like the first time in six years so the league is finally getting together again and um I'm so excited especially um just just for the whole journey yeah me as well and the biggest stories that we're going to be going through with you first of all the biggest story that we just have to talk about as Pips messaged me yesterday is the Damian Lillard situation Damian Lillard in Milwaukee and we'll throw over to you first of all with this one what do you think about Dame's fit in my in Milwaukee excuse me and does this make them the legitimate favorites to win the championship yeah yeah just to preface a little bit um Pips knows this I'm like a really big Miami Heat fan so oh when boy. Lillard didn't when Lillard <laughs> I wasn't didn't aware come, <laughs> no 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 it's all good when Lillard didn't come to the Heat I was like so salty but um like, I mean, I said this about like a year ago, the Lillard and Giannis pairing is honestly a dream, is honestly a dream. And it's such a perfect duo. I think it's it, it's going to be electric for, for the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, you, you trap Damian Lillard, then you got Giannis, like a Draymond 4-3 going to the basket. Um, then you trap Giannis, you know, you got Chris Middleton waiting for you. You got Malik Beasley, you know, sharp shooting. Um, I think it's a really great fit. Um, from the Milwaukee Bucks here. 
Pips, uh, your thoughts on this one? We haven't really talked about it much, but uh, how do you feel about the Daimler fit with Giannis and everyone else in Milwaukee? Yeah, I mean, that's one of the best possible. That's the best yeah. possible fit in, in, in the entire NBA. Like, if you combine Damian Lillard shooting and pick a roll game with Giannis dream pressure, yeah, that, that would be very difficult to stop, especially when Giannis drop down at five and they start pick and roll together. Like, Dame even in the preseason said, like, this is the most space I ever had. Like, I am open. Like, the, what's happening? This yeah, this yeah. never happened in, in, in the of the Blazers. And also, I think the Bucks struggled a bit over the last couple of seasons in the playoffs when it's the last possession of the game. Giannis can't shoot, and it is always, always difficult uh, to to be the guy late into yeah. the games. And having Damian Lillard there, Dame time, yeah, it will be great. And I think Bucks got a much much better with with, with this trade. Yeah, I. Uh... I think this makes them the favorites, like they maybe like very, very marginally here, but the spacing that Dame is also going to provide, I mean, as much as Dame is getting that additional space, the spacing Dame is going to provide to Giannis as well. I think this is a, yeah. a, a dream pairing uh, specifically for Giannis with the added space on the inside. It's not going to be as easy to clog the paint. And it's almost like, okay, well, if you don't clog the paint, Giannis is going to get there yeah. easily. If you do, well, then Damian Lillard's going to have a bit of extra space, and it's not like the rest of the cast around them uh, are, are slouches of players either. They have an excellent group of players here, and they're absolutely gunning for a championship. It's amazing what player power can do. Giannis says he wants a better team. Well, how about Damian Lillard? Yeah, oh, yeah they're, 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 um, they're definitely treating Giannis right, the Milwaukee Bucks front office. And and Jacob, just to interrupt you just for a second, um, you, you said it you said it best, like how Miami Heat defeated the Milwaukee Bucks in the playoffs is, like especially in game five, they just packed the paint. Like they they let they let Giannis try to beat them, and he couldn't. Like he couldn't make the free throws in the end. Like he had the back problems. But when you add a guy that's as dynamic as Damian Lillard out, out there, it's not going to be able to be. It's not going to be a thing anymore that you can't allow. So um, it's just all. You, there's so many pressure points that the Milwaukee Bucks have to to, de, to defeat you with. Yeah. I completely agree over there. Let's go over to a situation now that is not as ideal as it is in Milwaukee and the Philadelphia 76ers. We'll go over to Pips first of all on this one because he is a big James Harden fan. Mm -hmm. The Harden situation has been problematic to say the least in the last week. We thought that, okay, he's just going to show play. Now he's no longer reporting to practice. What is the best way for Philadelphia to handle this situation? And um, what do you ultimately think will be the outcome for James Harden? So for me, I think like he's getting moved when you go publicly and say the stuff he said, I think that's done. Mm -hmm. So they just need to figure out what's the best way to to to, to get some value in, for, for him. Same old story, James Harden, Cup has happened <laughs> over the last few years. Yeah, but I'm not strongly against what he did. I mean, it's kind of pathetic that he took a pay cut and they promised him some stuff. Yeah. I mean, if you if you work at your job for a, and your boss said like take a pay cut, he'll give you like a raise or a long term contract next year, you'll be pissed off too, and you will lose the trust. And I don't think anyone can play for someone that don't they don't trust, especially yeah James Harden, as problematic as he is, especially as a player. So yeah, I think they'll move him because I don't think he'll ever shoot up for the 76ers again. They'll need to look for players that can have immediate impact because they are at a win-now mode with Embiid and Maxi and, and Tobias. So 
I think they'll need to not not plenty of picks, and even if they get picks, they'll try to use those picks to get some great players later into the season. So yeah, I think I, I think that that's just we don't we just have to wait to see where he goes. Uh, so yeah. We'll go over to Prop Bomb now. What would be your expectation as far as the valuation the Sixers could still receive for James Harden at this point? Yeah, I mean, James Harden is just doing like a lot of damage right now. Just, I guess, like to his reputation and, and, and all. Um, I think, honestly, it, it's going to come down to, I honestly just, my vision is that he's probably just going to be traded to the Clippers in the, at the end of all of this. Uh, um, but um, I don't think he has too much like leverage right now, in my opinion. But um, uh, I'm interested though to see though like who who steps up for the 76ers because I I don't think that Harden would play the first game of the season if he's still on the team. Um, other than that, yeah, it's um, it's interesting to see all of this develop for personally. Yeah, so, I, I find it weird that the hangup with the Clippers right now seems to be Terrence Mann. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a 27-year-old role player is the untouchable piece that can't get it's you James Harden. I, uh, I went to college with him, too. Like, he was... Uh, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I, I don't mean to, to put him down, but this, like, the Clippers are holding a 27-year-old role player uh, as, as the untouchable piece when, when James Harden is available, you know, I get the, the baggage associated with James Harden, but yeah, that's what it is probably. But yeah, I mean, I mean, look still. at, I mean, yeah, I guess like on the Clippers like standpoint, I mean, Terrence Mann is like a, a glue, the perfect type of like glue player for a team. He plays his role the best way. He's an excellent rebounder. Um, he, he's great. Like he doesn't need to have usage like to do well. He can feed off of the other all-stars that are around him. So I guess it makes sense. Like he's a he's a great team player, but to for him to be the piece why the James Harden trade um, is not going to be a thing is is a little bit um, you know over like an overreaction, you know? Yeah, I don't know what ultimately could do, go down here. I just think that like the latest report I saw was that the Sixers wanted two first. I think they'll be lucky to get one at this point. It might just be the case of like whatever you can get, just try to unload him so that makes the situation extraordinarily yeah, complicated yeah, yeah definitely but, too. Uh, and- last last thing we wanted to discuss with you prop on what we have you here is you wanted to go over the best league pass teams in the nba this season the top three so why don't we all go through our favorite that will be our top three but we'll go over to you first of all what is your top pick and maybe uh, even you can put in an extra one as well on the side if you feel really strongly but your favorite picks to watch on league pass this season not including your favorite teams of course yeah we already talked about it earlier milwaukee bucks are definitely going to be must watch television and then um just to be quick yeah my second favorite team is probably just me being like a dynasty like basketball player in general i love just watching teams develop is uh the oklahoma city thunder is definitely going to be a a team that i'm going to be um looking forward to watching every night and pips go over to you anybody in particular you're looking at yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I love watching most of the teams, especially the young ones and up-and-coming up teams. Yeah. Yeah, besides my Houston Rockets, who will be very interesting this season, I'll say for sure it's Spurs and it's Devin Vassell and Victor Mbanyama and yeah. Orlando Magic and, yeah, Oklahoma City Tigers, of course, but I want to see Orlando Magic this season. They they look they look very interesting and they could sneak out in playing spot. 
I'm going to go with a, a little bit more of a, a sleeper. I, I think it's oh, like a lot of people's sleeper pick, but the Indiana Pacers have the opportunity. I like that. Yeah, definitely. A very fun team this season. Tyrese Halliburton just makes that team so much fun, fun to watch. Uh, a bit more stability now as well for the team and understanding what they want to be as a team. Mm -hmm. A bit more security with Miles Turner now. So it's not like there's a team here where it's guys that could get picked off the trade deadline. This is a team that wants to be successful this season. Obviously, the Buddy Heald situation could kind of play into things in, in, in the uncertainty. But overall, a bit more direction now and a fun team. So I think this one will, will be exciting. But Prabhupada, thank you so much for joining us, helping us preview the season. Uh, any final words as we get ready for the 2023-2024 NBA season? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be fun. Um, look, just invite me anytime for the show and I'll, and I'll be on. I love uh, talking basketball just in general. And um, yeah, let's let's have a great season, everyone. Thanks for All having right. me on. Thanks so much. You guys can follow Prop Bomb at Prop Bomb on Twitter. And uh, it's easy to follow that short and sweet. If you're listening to audio as well, we will have it linked in the description, of course. But thank you again. We'll turn it over now to our second guest that we have coming on here. We'll be talking a little bit more of previews, and we're also going to be going through some futures bets now, and then we'll have props from Prime coming out a little bit later on. But before we get there, we will now go to Kirk Evans joining us, his debut on the board YouTube channel. How are you doing today, and uh, how are you feeling ahead of the new NBA season? Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, I'm feeling good, excited for the season. Already been a pretty crazy preseason, and I'm, I'm just excited to get going. And we have from you you wanted to talk about the biggest questions heading into the new nba season so we'll go over to you first of all uh myself and pips will also have our biggest questions but you can lead us off here what is the biggest question that you have as we get ready for the next season so my biggest question going into this season is i phrased it as what is josh giddy as an nba player okay could rephrase as is josh giddy a good nba player two years in the league He's not really being a positive value player. He has a lot of really good skills. He's an amazing passer. He struggled as a defender. He can't shoot. His efficiency has been really bad. And he hasn't played well with Shea. And I don't think he's a good pairing with Shea in particular. And he's a third-year player, extension eligible this summer, probably is expecting a huge contract. So this is a huge year for him. They're pretty clearly the best up-and-coming team in the league. So I think he's a huge question mark. I think you and Pips will kind of get along on this one. Pips, you want to elaborate? You haven't usually been a big fan of Josh Giddy, so um, you kind of agree on these sentiments. But what do you think Josh Giddy is as a player? Yeah, I mean, like, my question is always him were the same. Was, like he said, efficiency, defense, and, like, just playing next to Shea so far not been good he had shown some flashes great a great a great season coming in the FIBA world cup decent preseason so far so i i think this is his breakout season i mean like i was always tough on him but he's just turned 21 so like he, he still still gets a lot of time to develop i don't think he'll be good shooter like his form is like not looking good and i don't think it's improving but he can improve on defensive end and just fit better with Shea and now Chet. So with Holmgren playing there, his shooting will be less of a problem. So I, I'll just be interested to see, like, if he improves a bit on defense and a bit uh, more efficient, better efficiency. Yeah, I can think I can see him 
being useful player, but yeah, there are massive questions about 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 him. Yeah, I, I think the Thunder are in a position right now financially where they can kind of afford to give him the contract that he wants. I think he will be looking for a rookie max, and then they still have a bit of flexibility to move that down the line if they see fit. But I think that his future still will be for with OKC uh, for the time being. But we'll go over to Pips. Your big question heading into the season. Um, we'll ask Way. What is it for you? So yeah, I, I watched the my Houston Rockets during the um, preseason. And defense looked way better. Offense. So for this team, uh, probably everyone was like question marks about their defense. But now the defense with the additions of Dylan Brooks, Jeff uh, Van Fleet, Eamon Thompson looks pretty. I, I'm pretty sure they will be like above average defense in the NBA, which is probably like surprise for everyone. But their offense looks terrible and their shooting is non-existent. So I'm really looking forward to how they will resolve that issue and how they what will Udoka do to make their offense work. So as a fan of Cruiser Rocket, that's my biggest question coming into this season. So let's let's go over to Kirk Evans here. Your thoughts on the Houston Rockets? Pips is a, a Houston Rockets fan, so he's never been biased though. He's always been accepting of what the Rockets are. But what are your expectations for the Rockets this season? Yeah, I think that's actually a really good question. I think the Houston Rockets in general are just a, a massive question mark this year, what they're going to be. Huge coaching change. I think that'll be a, a really big addition with Ime from, uh, who was it before? I'm forgetting his name. He was a terrible coach. Um, Silas. Silas, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, they're a huge question mark for sure. Um, how Brooks fits on a new team. Can he get his shot profile better? how Fred looks, and then Jalen Green is probably their biggest question mark in general. So I, I think the offense is a question, the defense is a question. I think, yeah, they probably have one of the biggest ranges of win totals in the whole league. I could see them winning 24. I could see them getting up to around 40. So I think I think they're a huge question mark. I think it depends on motivation as well because you get to the trade deadline if you're in and around the playing position, which I think more than capable of being. Is this a team that's going to want to kind of fold, look towards the draft, or are they going to want to continue to excel? Um, no folding. You think, no you think folding. Ime, is, Ime is full steam ahead with this team? Yeah. As many wins yeah. as possible? They also um, don't have their pet, or it's maybe top four protected. I, th- I think it's fully unprotected to OKC. Oh, my miss. So full steam ahead for this Houston Rockets team. Um, I think that Jalen Green is, is a big factor. I'll elaborate a bit more on Dylan Brooks. If you get the FIBA World Cup, Canada version of Dylan Brooks that's making the extra pass and is being efficient as well. I mean, the efficiency comes because he's taking better shots because he's making the extra yeah. pass when necessary. And you have the, the stunning defense that he was putting on display there. That is a massive boost to this Rockets team. And that contract is going to look very, very good. But a little bit of a transition time for Pip, uh, for the Rockets. So we'll go to Pips. The final word on the Rockets, what would be your expectation for the season? I expect them to be like... 35 games range, be close to the plane and back into yeah. the plane for until the last. Uh, so far, what I've seen in the preseason looks very above my expectations. Eamon Thompson looks already ready to contribute. His defense is amazing. We have a good side, good defense. We just need to unlock our offense and we are ready to win. So I trust him and we'll see. All right, we'll go over to my question now. This is one I still can't wrap my head around, but the Golden State Warriors, 
Chris Paul cannot start for this team, but yet they continue to drive in that they want to start Chris Paul, even though when every every sense in this whole situation, it should be that Chris Paul comes off the bench and runs the second unit. They've looked bad when Curry has been off the floor for a number of years now. So having Chris Paul to anchor that's not anchor the, the second unit, but control the second unit makes a ton of sense. And forcing him into the starting lineup, I think just takes away a really good piece and a really good fit at a starting lineup. It kind of, and now they're talking about sliding Clay Thompson to the four on defense, defending the bigs and pick and rolls. This doesn't make sense to me. Kirk Evans, we'll go to you first of all. Do you agree with what Golden State are doing here, or how do you think this is going to work? Yeah, I think Chris Paul will eventually come off the bench. I'm totally with you. They'd be too small defensively. Uh, Clay at the four doesn't really make sense. Uh, Kevon Looney was a really good piece last year as well. And Amazing he just makes playoffs. Yeah, he was so good. Unbelievable rebounder in the playoffs last year. So I just don't really see why Chris Paul would start other than, you know, ego or the fact that, you know, he's Chris Paul. So I think eventually, you know, cooler heads will prevail and he'll be a, a sixth man. But we'll see. Draymond's also hurt. So we haven't really been able to see them at full force in the preseason yet. I think that what the Warriors may want to do here is they want it to be Chris Paul's decision to come off the bench. So they're waiting for him to kind of go, okay, I understand we work better if I'm off the bench and it's no longer Steve Kerr forcing him to kind of do that. But Pips, your thoughts on this one Uh, schematically, how do you think this is going to work with Paul starting for the, for the start of the season? I just think even if he starts, he'll be like starting and going out after four or five minutes and coming back to lead the second unit. And, I don't think that will affect much. He will play with the starters by maybe like total 10 minutes in the game. So if he is coming off the bench, he'll still get like 10 minutes with, with the starters. So I don't think that changes much. Yeah, it will be tough when you have Chris Paul and Chris, uh, Steph Curry playing together uh, to defend. But uh, we'll see. And yeah, I, I liked the Chris Paul running their second unit. But for, for my Golden State... I don't know if anyone watched the, a lot of preseason games, but what they're going to do with Kuminga this season? That's that's my question. Like he looked tremendous yeah. in the preseason, and I I'm like in some other places he will be like providing so much more than playing for Steve Kerr. I think an opportunity to move Kuminga at some point this season could be on the horizon, especially with the player being extension eligible in a year's time but we'll save that talk for another day let's go to a bit of futures here before we bring in our final guest so uh unknowing to you guys you guys have both picked the same futures bet as one of your futures bets going into the season (laughs) so we'll go to kirk evans first of all both of you are loving the chet holmgren play on the over i think it's 13.3 points per game which is minus 115 at DraftKings. you guys did not coordinate this you both (laughs) like it so it must be a good play here. Kirk, we'll go to you first of all. Why do you like this one? For sure. I'm pretty confident in this one. It's already 13 and a half minus 180 at Caesars. I would honestly play that as well. He's been really good in the preseason. I, I didn't look at his stats yesterday, but prior, I think he was taking 14 shots per 30 minutes. He's getting to the line. He's not going to shoot 75% from the field like he has in the preseason, but he just looks like he's he's really a true player. He looks really ready for the NBA. So I think he's going to blow past this number, honestly. And Pips, uh, your elaboration, you like this one as well. What do you like about it? Yeah, I was kind of surprised when I saw this. I expected like 
15 and a half, 16 line. And I was still, if it's 15 and a half, I, I think I will still consider going over because I, I expect him to go like 16 to 17. Right? And yeah, this just doesn't make any sense. He'll get so much space playing with Shade as he draws so much attention. And playing with Shea and Gide, he'll be feed, they will feeding him a lot. He can score inside, he can attack one on one face up, he can shoot. So yeah, I think this will be like one of the easiest futures we ever had. So yeah, I, only thing that can make problems with this is possible injuries, but he looked great in the preseason, so we'll have to trust that he'll be healthy. So, so take note, viewers, we have two people both hard on this one. Let's go to another play here from Kirk Evans here. He has three in total. The second one, he has the Atlanta Hawks to win the division at plus 220 at FanDuel. Uh, this one, uh, a little bit more surprising to me. Pips uh, is a, I guess, a partial Hawks fan. He has a little bit of a the side piece with the Atlanta Hawks. So maybe you can talk about that as well. But Kirk Evans, what do you like about the Hawks here to win the division? For sure. So I don't think this bet is quite as much about the Hawks as it is the rest of the division. The Heat last year, I think, won 42 games and then lost two key players. Um, and then the Hawks actually didn't really upgrade talent-wise. But the coaching change should be really good. I think Quinn Snyder really will pick up some low-hanging fruit. They shot a lot of mid-rangers. Their defensive location shot profile was pretty bad. I think that's all things Snyder will really be able to clean up. So I think I would probably make this around a 40% chance the Hawks win it, maybe 35, and you're getting way better odds than that. So I, I think there's value there. I think I played it down to around plus uh, 205. Yeah, I, I'm I'm quite low on the Heat this season, to be honest. Uh, I know we had a Heat fan on earlier, but I don't really see much appeal from this team other than the fact that they had a miraculous run in the playoffs last year. But Pips, uh, you want to elaborate here on the Hawks and what do you think about this play? Yeah, I mean, I have some question marks, uh, Hawks, because as you know, I'm a huge Dejounte Murray fan, and his yeah. him being second option is very questionable for me. But uh, two. two Plus 220, this is for sure valuable bet. As, as he said, like coaching can bring you alone, like three to four wins, and the margins are, are slim. He didn't get any better. So, yeah, this is for sure a value bet on the house. And we have one final play from Kirk Evans where we bring in our final guest props from Prime. And this is one that I'll certainly like as well. And one <laughs> I've actually already played. I played this months ago when we did our, me and Pips did a futures preview as well for the NBA two months ago I like this one it's the Raptors over 36 and a half wins which is minus 108 now at Pinnacle um, you can shop around as well if you don't have access to Pinnacle but what do you love about the Raptors on this one for sure so this is probably my favorite uh, futures bet out there currently I'm surprised it hasn't taken a lot of steam to the over they were 44 like Pythagorean wins expected wins last year they lost Fred, but they get a full season of Pirtle. And then they get Schroeder, who's a fine, definitely below average starting point guard. But the numbers with Pirtle in the lineup were ridiculous. And I definitely thought there was a lot of signal in there. I just think playing without a center for the whole year is too tough on their defense. And I think that now they have a legitimate path to a top five, top 10 defense. And then if you have a top 10 defense, even if you're 23rd on offense, you're covering 36 and a half pretty easily. So I, I think they'll cover this and and uh, be around 500 this season. 
I agree. I don't want to be biased here, but like this is a team as well that doesn't have a first round pick to fall back on. There's no reason to stop winning games at any point. That's not a threat to this. And if anything, what I've seen is that money has come in on the under a little bit for the Raptors. There's a bit less juice now on the over 36 and a half than there was a couple of months ago. But regardless, I'm a fan of this play as well. Um, I think the defense is going to look fine. Um, it's not a team that I think is going to make waves deep playoff run, but certainly a team that can get to 40 wins. So I love that one. But we'll wrap up here with Kirk Evans. Thank you so much for joining us here. But we have some big news coming. Kirk Evans, you see a lot more of him on the board YouTube channel later on this season. We'll reveal that at the end of the stream. But for now, Kirk Evans, thank you so much for joining, and we'll see you soon. Appreciate it. Thanks for, for having me, guys. No problem. And we bring in now our final guest of the stream. We're going to go through some more futures bets here. He's been patient in the background, but we'll bring on at props from prime from Twitter. Thank you so much for stopping by on the board YouTube channel today. How are you feeling ahead of the new NBA season? Oh man, I've been waiting for this moment for a while. Uh, NBA, nothing beats it every day. Just grinding, grinding props. I'm, I'm super excited. And we are as well. So let's get into some of the bets that you wanted to go through today. You have two futures bets you wanted to discuss. First of all, we'll go to LeBron entering uh, the season as the oldest player in the NBA. And maybe some tired legs could come into play a little bit. You're going for the under on his points here at 27 point under 27.2, if that's correct. And you're going for a unit and a half on this one for minus 130 odds at DraftKings here. What are your feelings about LeBron James going to season and why are you going to go for the under here? Yeah, to be honest, I'm not fading him based off of his like talent. I think that he's still a really, really good player. I think, I mean, if you have eyes, if you watch him play, maybe he's lost a little bit of a step, but still obviously really good. I'm mostly fading this because of who he has around him. I mean, you got Anthony Davis, Austin Reeves, who I think showed a lot in FIBA as a scorer, really came along in the playoffs. I think he's ready to take a leap. D'Lo, you know, he's going to give you like 15 to 18 a night. Even like Rui Hachimura, I think he flashed as well. He showed that he can put up uh, solid games, drop 20 every once in a while. Then you also have solid players around him too, like Gabe Vincent, Torian Prince, Christian Wood, if he can get consistent minutes. We know that he uh, takes a lot of shots, scores a lot of points. All guys who can have good nights. And uh, this Lakers team, they project to be really good. Uh, it's damn near the same roster that they just went to the Western Conference Finals with. LeBron, he really won't have to carry this team. And if you look at what he did two years ago, bad Lakers team with uh, the Russ experiment, 30.3 points per game and pre-trade uh, deadline, he averaged 30.2. Let's look at his numbers post-trade deadline. Those numbers dropped to 23.9 points per game. It was only on 31.9 uh, minutes per game. Was battling injury a bit. But then also in the playoffs where he only averaged 24.5 points per game. And like, I know that playoffs, like slower pace, better defense, but it's also the playoffs, you know, it's like when the stars really tend to elevate their game. He was fine kind of just sitting back and letting his teammates do stuff too, because he has good teammates. Also look, looking back at 1920, uh, 2021, when the Lakers obviously won a championship, had a good roster, uh, made the playoffs. We only saw LeBron average 25.3 points uh, per game in those and then 25 uh, on the dot points per game in those two seasons. So that's kind of just to touch on the fact that LeBron has a good team around them. He's kind of willing to sacrifice his scoring. doesn't have to be the guy carrying them. And all in all, I think this Lakers team is going to be pretty good. ton of scoring options. I think he's around 24, 25. Yeah, I think the Lakers would be extremely good this season. Contrary to Miami, who I said, I think that the playoff run kind of 
distorts a vision of them. The Lakers were a completely different team beyond the trade deadline, and they got stronger this offseason. So LeBron doesn't need to be full throttle on the scoring, like you said. Age 38 season, as much as he's like a superhuman, right, at his age still playing like this, he's not going to go full out. He wants to be healthy for the whole season. He wants to be healthy for the playoffs as well. And 27 is still just high in general. He's been like a religious 27-point-per-game scorer throughout his career. Uh, obviously, when he first uh, when he was first with the Lakers, he was putting up like heavy numbers of scoring-wise in the last couple of seasons. But 27 is just high in general. So I like this one as well. We'll go over to Pips. Your thoughts on this LeBron play? Yeah, by 27, that's just a bit too high. I'm not expecting him, like, standard range, 25 points a game. And, yeah, as you said, like, he doesn't need to carry such a huge load. And I expect AD to have a tremendous season. This uh, He was very aggressive in the preseason, started shooting threes, mid-ranges, even more attacking face-up. So, yeah, with all the... So, there are guys that can score a lot of points on their team, like, like Christian Wood is a selfish player, so he has that in mind. Darren Prince on his nights, he can score 20. You have like some D'Angelo Russell version. I don't know what version we get this season, but still like 16, 17 a night. AD will be like 27 to even 30 points maybe a night. So yeah, he just doesn't need to score as much. They are great. They will probably limit his minutes even be a bit more this season because they they are very comfortable make the playoffs. They last last season they needed him to push and to play like big minutes for even them to be in the playoffs. So yeah, everything makes sense and I, I like this bet. Myself as well. And there's another play that you were interested in and talk about today on the show. And we'll go to this one. I'm a fan of this one as well. Back to DraftKings, and we're going with Jamal Murray after another or after an astonishing playoff run with the Nuggets. We're gonna go to his over. It's a high number, 20.9, but we're going to go to his over on the points. And uh, why do you think Jamal Murray is ready to take the big step up from regular season play as well? Yeah, um, <clears throat> I mean, like, just to be honest, we all we all know that Jamal Murray is, like, better than a 20.9 points per game guy. I mean, we saw it in the playoffs. He, I thought he looked like a top three-point guard in the league. I mean, he just looked amazing. He averaged 26.1 points per game. If you can do that in the postseason, postseason you can do it in the regular season, obviously. Um, and then also there's like the motivation aspect for Jamal Murray. I get that he's coming off a championship, but he kind of has a lot to prove. Um, his name never really comes up when you're talking about the top guards in the leagues. He literally has no accolades. Like the only accolade he has outside of a championship is an all-rookie team. He's yet to make an all-star, yet to make an all-NBA team. Um, yeah, man. And like to get those accolades, you got to increase that regular season scoring. Uh, Murray, he averaged 21.2 points a game in his last healthy season, 20 uh, points on the dot last year. But if you remember, he was coming off the knee injury. He started off on a pretty heavy minutes restriction. Also, just the rocking, uh, knocking off the rust aspect of that. And if you look at the Denver roster last year, um, didn't really add any scores. They did draft Julian Th uh, Strother, who looks like a stud in the preseason. Yep. But um, we don't know how much he's going to contribute. They lost Bruce Brown. And besides that, Teams pretty this uh, pretty similar, so yeah, man. I think that like we all know that Jamal Murray is capable of probably averaging like twenty five a night. It just um, is he going to be motivated to? And I think he is, just given that I think he feels disrespected um, and like I said, just has like zero accolades. I think he's going to be gunning for an All NBA team, gunning for All Star, and uh, yeah. Pips, your thoughts on Jamal Murray's potential to rise up to that All Star status, but most importantly, get to the twenty one points per game. 
Yeah, I think it makes sense. I like the angle of making the all-star. Yeah, he he he'll probably try hard to do it because, as he said, when you look at his awards throughout the career, there is empty space, and he one of the best playoffs performers in the last. Like these two runs in the playoffs were crazy. So yeah, I think he can score like 22, 23 a night. They lost Boone Highland during the season, who was chucking shots off the bench. Jamal Murray usually leads the second unit, so there will be a much more scoring onto him. But my biggest thing about this is last season during the regular season, they were just like first season after a huge injury. They were he wasn't do, trying to do too much at most times. He wasn't that aggressive. Later on, when it was important, he was hella aggressive. So I think we'll get more aggressive version of, and it's easy to play off Nikola Jokic. So I think he'll have it, have a great season. So yeah, I, I, I'm, I think like 22, 22 and a half is what we'll get from Jamal Murray. The, the Nuggets are a bit in a bit of a weird spot going into the season where they're coming off a championship, but they did lose some players and they didn't really much adding into the team so jamal murray i mean for them to to compete at the highest level had to really take on a lot of scoring load and like you guys been saying i think he is prepared to do that this season throughout the regular season finally healthy so maybe getting a personal accolade is what he's going to be seeking motivation should be there but the final futures play that we will have today on the show comes from pips and this is going to be an anthony davis play he's looked really good in the preseason but Pips wants to take him for the Defensive Player of the Year award, plus 1,000 at DraftKings. Uh, talk to us about Anthony Davis. Healthy Anthony Davis, aggressive Anthony Davis, and good Lakers are like, I think he's the best defensive player in the league. Like, I'll, <laughs> last night, if you anyone watched like first six minutes, he had five blocks. He completely locked down the, the entire paint. Like, it was. Nurkic will probably have nightmares. So if even it was a even if it was a preseason game, like I honestly believe, healthy, ready, Anthony Davis is the best defensive player in the league. And on this Lakers team, that they will be great. They will get a ton of attention. If even if you are close to winning, if, if you are a Laker, you will probably get some more media attention and more True. votes. True. So yeah, at this price, I just I just love it. I think this price is only because the, there are question marks about his him getting enough games. But I watched every minute of his preseason game and he looked ready. Like that, that wasn't the case the last season. That wasn't the case the season before. But now I think he'll he'll be the one of the top five players in the NBA. So we'll flip to at to at props from Prime again. Your thoughts on this play from Pips? Yeah, no, I love it. Ten, 10 to one is like a ridiculous price. Like you said, when healthy, I, I I do think he. You can argue that he is the best defender in the league too. I mean, the, the reason why we don't think about that is because we all make fun of like oh Anthony day to day Davis. Um, like and also he's like a really good off- offensive player. You know, we, we think about like Jaron Jackson and Evan Mobley as these like like top defenders, but it's I think we kind of forget about AD because he is really good on offense. You mentioned like the Laker aspect. Like we both think that they're going to be a really good team. To win an award like this, you do have to be on like a top team. I think the Lakers are definitely capable of that. And like I said, like you said, it's kind of like a bet on does he if does he stay healthy? And if he stays healthy, I think this should be like two to one or something. So getting it at ten to one, I think it's a really good price. I I'll also just add like his like competitors, Jerry Jackson after this uh, fever run is like 
glow in people's eyes. So I think he will lose some votes on <laughs> that part. And yeah. uh, Brook Lopez and Yanis defense will drop with losing Drew Holiday. So I don't think their defense will be like top five. So it's difficult to win a defensive player of the year with, with being uh, out of top five defense. It, probably they could be even like eight, ninth, maybe even tenth best defense. So I don't think they will come into the discussion. So yeah, I think it's a good spot to AD to bet on AD ten to one. I think what's going to be important as well is positioning. So he's had a he's played as a center, started as a center, and started as a forward in different games in preseason. But even when he is playing as a forward, they have Christian Wood listed as a center, and Christian Wood is obviously a very bad defender. So it kind of even makes him look a little bit better. The fact that he has to anchor so much of the defensive load for the Lakers. So I and that mixed with the media attention, I think that this is a strong position as well. But we'll thank at Props and Prime from joining us on the preview here on the board HQ. You can follow him on Twitter at Props from Prime to get some picks throughout the season. But any final words from yourself before we see you out and ahead of the NBA season? Uh, thank you guys for having me, first of all. Respect what you guys do. Respect your work. You guys are great at what you do. <laughs> and uh, I want to quick plug my podcast, actually. So I, I do have a podcast. Um, it's called In My Prime on, a, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, Getting into NBA, I'll definitely be having some player prop episodes. And if anyone here likes NFL, we'll be dropping an NFL episode in about an hour. So thank you guys for having me again. No problem. Thank yeah. you so much for taking the time to join us today. Thank you for the picks. Let's hope these cash throughout the season. Yes, but we'll hopefully <laughs> see you soon. Okay. Me and Pips are here to finish us off, ourselves off. Get ready for the season. And what we need to discuss is the plan for the season. What is the content going to look like? on the board youtube channel last season i don't even think we started quite on time at the start of the nba season so i think yep. this will be the first time we have the entire nba season we'll be going live here every day at the same time this show went live 11 30 a.m eastern time right here on the board youtube channel for those daily nba player prop analysis free picks all of the things of that nature, but we've added in bonus content along with those five shows a week with myself and Pips. Myself and our second guest, Kirk Evans, are going to be going live at 2.30 p.m. Eastern time every Thursday to just go through some NBA discussion topics, just go through just the biggest stories around the league. And of course, along the way, we'll be attempting to find some bets, some futures bets, and some other bets to put in place. So it's going to be a very exciting season here at the board. And we hope to have you along for the ride by subscribing to the channel at the board HQ, following us on your favorite podcast platform and as well as smashing that like button. But uh, some final words from us, we go into the season. We're going to be starting on Monday, even though there are going to be no games on Monday. The NBA season starts on Tuesday, but we're going to have some lines up pips in particular at the start of the season. I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts what are you looking for to hit? Because last season we were very over heavy to start the season, and that never really settled down as something you kind of thought we'd settle down as the season went on. But what are you looking for as far as props are concerned? And is there any specific players or teams you're going to be targeting to start the season? So I'll throw just doors apart. We were doing great till like last two weeks of the season when playoffs, players yeah. hit drop down. So yeah, we'll probably need to learn from experience and next season. This season, it's already started. I'm just saying yeah, next season. This season, yeah. Yeah. Uh, picks are actually out for the first two games on FanDuel already. They are out for like 10 hours. I expect DraftKings to follow up tomorrow. On Monday, probably even bet MGM, bet 365. So we'll have picks 
on, on Monday ready to go. Yeah, I'll probably do some more, try to do more straight baiting this season. Like the last season, we were like 80% probably on the same game parlay. This season, we probably do like 50 50, like spread with straight plays and same game parlays. Probably adding a bit more, like trying to add a bit more under plays, but that will probably come later into the season. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see some players. So, the coaching changes, the menu changes, will affect so many players. Schemes changes will also definitely. So, this last season and to this season, so many changes in the in the league. So, we'll just have to attack some guys that will have smaller roles and bookies will probably like set the lines like they did for the last season. So, yeah, that's the, that's the thing. And nothing else. Like, we'll see as it comes. I mean, when we see the lines, how, how prepared books are. I don't think they will be prepared for the week one. They will just throw in the numbers and then adjusting out of our betting. So there will be lines to grab. And yeah, I'm looking forward to it. This will be a great season. And I expect us to have success on this show. So subscribe for our channel to not miss any show. We'll have plenty of, of, of props. And yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm hoping we'll get Agreed. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking we'll have that as well. Let's go to the comments here before we go. Any final questions you have from the chat? We are a bit busy today. We are ran with stuff that we wanted to cover, so we didn't get to the chat as we normally would in a, a typical morning stream. But uh, people asking for some more Evan Kirk. Uh, yeah, we'll have plenty. Or Kirk Evans. I think his real name is the opposite. Regardless, we'll have more of him every Thursday throughout the season. Question from Badger Boy on the Raptors over 37 and a half instead if you get a boosted it boosted to plus 140 at barstool i would probably feel more comfortable on the 36 but i do like this one as well depending on your outs depending on your options this is a number that i would also play i would just feel a bit more comfortable going with the 36 and a half what do you think about that one pips Plus 140 is great. So, I mean, that's that's the probably, the, uh, but it's probably equal to like 36 and a half, minus 110, minus 115. So, because that's a range, like everyone expects yeah. between like 30 to 40, 35 to 42. So, every win in that like window matters way more than the outside. So, yeah, I think it's close. It's probably similar to the 36 uh, minus 110. Yeah, just devigging the the DraftKings line, the alternate line. Uh, DraftKings obviously not the sharpest sports book, but even still, uh, it's superior to the devigged line. So 140 is a, a good price to look for as well. But uh, thank you guys as again, everybody for joining in today. Okay, here we have uh, a question here from from Fry. This is a good one to end on. Biggest question: Will the board YouTube channel keep absolutely crushing it with? The awesome content. Well, yes, we will. I mean, we said the playoffs weren't good, but plus eight units, plus 7.9 units, and a 2.7% ROI on the show last year is nothing to sneeze at. And the regular season, unfortunately, we were at plus 16 units, I think, at the time uh, yeah. in the regular season. Playoffs is not did not go as we wanted to, of course, but we're hoping to put together another great regular season here and hoping to continue that to the playoffs when we get there eventually. So, the support that you guys bring to the channel allows us to continue making content this often, this much. So 
please continue to support. Like we said, subscribe, like, follow on your favorite podcast platform, and let a friend know about the channel as well. This has been the season preview on the board YouTube channel. We're very excited to get started on Monday morning and get content going five times a week with pips and an extra piece of content with Evan Kirk as well. Thank you so much, everybody. We will see you again very, very soon.